0: You are listening to The Starcoat Show with Meg Renschler, Episode 154.
1: I think part of it is just that it's very personal and engaging. So, you know, I feel like, you know, we've known each other before this, but when you see somebody on camera, you feel like you know them, You, you can kind of make that connection. It's also just great you know, in terms of visibility. I call it the uh, I see you everywhere effect. If I go to a conference, somebody's like, oh my gosh, you're all over the place and I feel like I know you because I see you on Facebook and I see you on Twitter and I see you on YouTube. And the truth is, it's like, well, I'm not really all those places. I just did one video and put it in six places.
0: Welcome to Star Coaches, the show for professional coaches that brings you coaching strategies, tools, and resources. Whatever your focus or niche, Take a front seat weekly as industry leaders, decision makers, and innovators share their wisdom and expertise on the ins and outs of successful coaching. Now join your host, Meg Rinchler, as she connects you with your star coaching potential. Hello and welcome to the Star Coach Show, and thanks for being with us. I'm your host, Meg Rinchler. Every now and again, I like to do a summary show. And that allows me to choose a topic and then go through all the shows that we've had to mine out gold nuggets of information around whatever that topic is, to really find pieces for you to hear again and to hear in a compilation show of several different guests sharing different insights. We've had such talented guests over the years focusing on all these different aspects of how we can build our skills, how we can build our businesses, what kinds of resources are available to us, that it just makes sense to me to sometimes go back in and explore something in particular. So this week, I wanted to explore social media, because I think sometimes it can be a bit intimidating, like how to best use social media in my business. And I have had several guests on to discuss different aspects and different perspectives about the ways that we can use social media in our businesses. So I wanted to highlight some of their teachings in today's show and the links to those full episodes are in today's show notes if you want to learn even more from them. So I thought the best way to start with this would be with a message from Donna Cravata, the CEO and founder of Social Pivot PR. She was my guest on episode 147. And she was exploring or discussing with me the way that many professionals view social media engagement and how she would encourage all of us to become the social CEO of our own businesses. Well, most people
2: approach social media from the perspective of pushing and announcing and broadcasting, and they really don't want to be involved with social media. They want to give it to somebody else to do. And for me, when somebody asks, can you do my social media? That's the buzzword that they need to start to look at this through a different lens. And that's one of my favorite conversations to have. And I'm so happy to share it with you and with your audience as well. So instead of looking at it as a place to broadcast, look at it a little differently. When you just stand up and talk about yourself and talk about what you do, and no matter how wonderful it is, people get tired of hearing it. And you just become part of that noise, that collective noise, that's this constant din of social media. But when you stop and you listen first, you extract yourself from being part of that noise. And that gives you the opportunity to look at things through a different lens, through the lens of being a social CEO.
0: Donna explored with me how we connect with our audience the people that influence us, maybe authors or mentors or leaders in our industry, as well as those that we might influence. And hopefully we do influence those leaders in our industry, but definitely our peers, our communities, our clients. And she spoke about the importance of being real and authentic. I asked her for some tips on sharing authentic content and here's what she said. What are you passionate
2: about? What are the things that make you speak so, like it comes from inside of you and people cannot feel, they can't help but feel connected to what you're saying. And when you're saying that to the right people that, that you've already identified by listening, these are the people that really will understand and, and need what I'm talking about, the services that I'm offering, the value that I give back, it changes the whole dynamic, And it helps you make decisions in your business too, because you now start to build everything based on what people already want. So, you know, when you're writing things, whether it be content or doing Facebook lives, you know, doing, uploading a a video to Instagram, video is very powerful. And it's honestly, it's easier to do than writing a lot of content (laughs) as long as you're comfortable doing it. And, you know, the only way to get comfortable doing
0: it is by doing it. Now, Donna was not the only social media expert that I've talked to that brought up the subject of video. As a matter of fact, I would say that by far, it's one of the most mentioned aspects of social media posts that were noted across the interviews when it came to really engaging and influencing audiences through social media. Tanya Smith, who is a creative social content strategist and expert in teaching us how to use snack size content in our social media engagement, gave us the following guidelines to think about in our posts.
3: I would suggest that in terms of Facebook, LinkedIn, Even sites like Pinterest and Instagram, really right now it's all about visual imagery complementing the text. So of course you're going to have your very clear message in text format. And on any of those platforms, that's still going to be key. But then having an image to actually complement what it is you're saying. So if you, for instance, are promoting, let's say that you're promoting some type of new service or a coaching program that you're going to be delivering. Maybe you would have an image that would be reflective of who you are coaching other people so you might find yourself you know having a picture of yourself talking to other people in an audience or you may have an image depending on what the topic is about And so let's say the topic is about uh, financial well-being so you're a coach that teaches financial well-being courses and you have a new program coming up well maybe you would have a wallet that's empty, or maybe you'd have a wallet that's full, but you having that imagery to really define and kind of make that impact and draw the attention is going to be super important. So either an image or even really right now, what's trending I mean, on a big scale is video, but I don't want to scare your viewers just yet. So if they're brand new to snack size marketing, if they're brand new to anything on social media, probably starting out with that text, then heading into adding images and then adding video is going to be the best path to take.
0: In another reference to video, it is the medium that seems to catch the most attention, and that platform algorithms really tend to be drawn to. In episode 26, I asked Lou Bortone, known as the Video Godfather, what makes video so compelling?
1: I think part of it is just that it's very personal and engaging. So, you know, I feel like, you know, we've known each other before this, but when you see somebody on camera, you feel like you know them, you you can kind of make that connection. It's also just great, you know, in terms of visibility. I call it the uh, I see you everywhere effect. If I go to a conference, somebody's like, oh, my gosh, you're all over the place. And I feel like I know you because I see you on Facebook and I see you on Twitter and I see you on YouTube. And the truth is, it's like, well, I'm not really all those places. I just did one video and put it in six places. So, so it sort of gives you visibility beyond what you can do yourself. So, you're you sort of able to, to leverage your visibility that way by being, you know, seemingly many places at once. So, that's a huge advantage of video. It's sort of the, the next best thing to being there live. And also, in terms of building credibility and expert status, you know, if I go on an interview like this and I don't make too much of a fool of myself, then, you know, hopefully I've built a little bit of credibility. Same if you're doing a tip series on YouTube. If you say, you know, hey, I'm, I'm the expert in such and such, and I'm going to show you how to do XYZ on YouTube. Great way to build credibility and to establish your expert. So you can become the go-to expert in your niche if you're able to dominate that space.
0: So from what Lou's telling us, one video can show up in many different places, making it really effective and compelling in all those repurposing. And it doesn't have to be uncomfortable. Here's Lou's tips if, by chance, video feels intimidating or uncomfortable for you.
1: And one of the things that I usually recommend for coaches just getting started is to find sort of the low-hanging fruit. So, if you have a smartphone or an iPhone and you have Facebook or YouTube, you can, with a couple of you know clicks, be broadcasting live to Facebook or to YouTube or to any other number of platforms. Usually, Facebook probably the most widespread. So, that's a great way to get your feet wet because you don't have to have a certain time limit. You don't have to really worry too, too much about the production or the lighting or things like that, because Facebook is kind of meant to be in the moment and on the fly. So that's a really good way to sort of dip your toes in the water without having to be an expert swimmer, so to speak. And then once, you know, you've got a few Facebook lives under your belt, you may start to say, okay, now I can do some tips on YouTube, or maybe I can do a sales video or a welcome video for my homepage. You know, there are many, many, many ways to come at it. So that's the good news is that it is easier than ever. You don't need a lot of equipment. And it doesn't take much to get started.
0: Now, we know that in social media, there are so many different platforms. And you might decide that one platform is a better fit for you than the others. In fact, with so many social platforms, I don't know that we could really aggressively or proactively engage in all of them. But our guest in episode 54 is an expert in helping coaches create success by using video on YouTube. So Brighton West shared his perspective in what the difference is between Facebook video and YouTube video. And here's what he said.
4: Both of them are doing video and Facebook is really ramping up. Facebook live video is... Uh, I guess what I would say is it's preferred by Facebook right now. So I would recommend that people do Facebook live video. It's not my niche. I don't really understand it that much, but it is definitely, you will reach a lot of people using Facebook live video. A few years ago, I had real success using just video on Facebook because that was the cool thing that Facebook wanted more people to, to see. Now live video is the thing that if you use that, you'll reach more people. But The way I look at Facebook versus YouTube is kind of a push and a pull platform. So YouTube is something where people pull the videos to them. So they go online, they'll often type in a search and YouTube is going to select videos to share with them based on what they're looking for or maybe what they've looked for in the past. So YouTube is serving up from all the billions of videos out there, kind of looking at what you're likely to want to watch. Facebook is a little different. Facebook is kind of pushing out to you what's available now. So if someone just posted a video that is your, you know, a friend of yours, that's what you're going to see that day. Not necessarily what you're interested in, but what what someone's presenting at that moment in time. And I think of, you know, Facebook is pretty good for like inspirational videos or entertaining videos because people are usually bored. That's why they're on Facebook. Is they're bored and they're like I just want to see what's going on in the world. They're not like, boy, you know, my, my business is struggling and I need an executive coach or something. I need some advice on how to make my business better, or how to manage money better or something. Right. That's where they're going to a search engine like YouTube. It's the second largest search engine or they're going to Google and Google is sending them over to YouTube to find those answers. So that's why I love YouTube so much. If you're an expert, you post your videos there and then people go and they get them instead of just kind of popping up in someone's feet.
0: So we've heard now several different reasons why sharing content is an important way to bring value and get noticed on social media. Yet truthfully, it starts with the face that we put forward in our bio. And for those of us in business for ourselves, It is important to be connected through LinkedIn. Having a strong LinkedIn bio is part of our credibility. And this is something that LinkedIn expert Karen Yankovich explained in episode 137.
5: I'm so glad you mentioned that first because it really is the first thing you have to do. You really have to take care of your profile first, or you should take care of your profile first because you know you said that you know it is our face, but it's sometimes it's our first impression, right? And you know how like they can't make a second first impression, right? So if somebody is looking to do business with you, you know we don't buy a paperclip without looking for results, right? Like we, I'm with the reviews, right? We want to know. What do other people think? And we go online and we throw your name in a, you know, in a Google search and, and we want to see what comes up about you, what your LinkedIn profile is gonna come up. So that is first and foremost how you take control of what people see when they throw your name in a search. You can take control of it by creating a LinkedIn profile that tells them exactly what you want them to know about you. So that right there is like everybody needs to do this. And you know, when I talk about social media in general, I never say everybody needs Twitter and everybody needs Instagram, but everybody needs to do that everybody needs to at least create a great profile that positions you the way you want the world to see you. Exactly. And you want to be, you want to impress people, right? When you, you know, and this is not just about the people you meet online. Remember, you can use LinkedIn to, to further your relationships with people you meet in person or whatever, right? So you can So it's an opportunity, you want to speak to somebody at an event and then connect with them on LinkedIn the next day and have them go, wow, I need to know more about her, right? Because they've seen that in your profile. You can't look up to people and say, you are going to be so impressed when you hear about me and what I do, right? Like you can't do that in person, but you can do that on LinkedIn, right? So you can take the time to create a great profile that really is impressive and really helps you, helps elevate your branding, you know, often when we're running a business, like when you first get your certification or when you first are starting to create a business for yourself, or even if you have a paycheck job, right? we think about our business and the branding of our business and the products and the services and what do we want our brand colors to look like and all these other things. But we are, people are interested in the people that we're doing business with now. We are much more interested in that than we've ever been before. So taking the time to strengthen your personal brand before you even worry about your business brand is immediately brings value to your business brand. So I wonder, have you ever Googled
0: yourself? I think as a professional in this day and age, you're going to want to do that. You're going to want to see how do you show up in a Google search. And I will tell you that it is my LinkedIn profile that consistently comes up, at least in one of my top fives. And I have a couple different websites. I have the podcast. I have all these different things, but LinkedIn consistently comes up as one of my top five search engine that comes up for me. So I would encourage you to really think about how are you presenting yourself in your LinkedIn profile. Now, part of having a strong LinkedIn profile is that you also connect with others. My interviews repeatedly talked about connecting meaningfully with others. Karen shares quite a bit in her interview about how to connect intentionally to build relationships and then ultimately build your business. So if you're interested in that, you might want to revisit episode 137. Marie Zeminoff, CEO of Career Thought Leaders Consortium and Resume Writing Academy, and host of the radio show, The Career Confidant, explained that not all of our connections are going to be on LinkedIn as often as maybe we are checking out our connections. So we need to be aware that we can connect with those connections in other ways as well. She notes that We want to be able to respectfully engage with our connections through the platform in a way that builds value and builds relationships.
6: A lot of people will accept their connection requests, but not necessarily read any note you might have written with it, which is frustrating because I do think you should take the time to write a note. But a lot of people don't read that. They'll just hit the accept Once they've accepted, you can see their email and you can send them that email outside of LinkedIn. When you do that, it should not be a sales pitch. You never want your first email to someone to be a sales pitch. You can say, oh, we connected on LinkedIn and I look forward to staying connected. Or, you know, we connected on LinkedIn and I've done some work with your companies. It's been so much fun. I look forward to staying connected. You could offer them the opportunity to opt in to your newsletter. You never want to add them automatically to your newsletter just right. because they connected on LinkedIn. That's not going to be a good start for a relationship. So send that email outside of LinkedIn, make some kind of, of connection and maybe offer for them to join your your newsletter. And then you can stay connected through things that are mutually beneficial. So you might be posting an article to LinkedIn and think, oh, this would be really helpful for this person that I've connected to. I'm also going to send it to them via email. And you send them a quick email saying, hey, I saw this article and thought it might benefit you. Perfect, right? Mm-hmm. You can find those touch points without having to be salesy. But the biggest piece of on LinkedIn is, you know, how active do you want to be? Do you want to post articles? A lot of the Changes that LinkedIn has made, make it that if you actually post long form text updates, so it's not necessarily an article, it's just an update, which is 1300 characters, that those can get pretty good views. And then you want to mix those in with some kind of visual that you're sharing or some kind of article that you're sharing. The great part about social media really is that you don't want it all to be your content. If everything you're sharing is something you've written, it gets to be like, oh, you know, it's just Meg being about Meg um, versus Meg being about me, which means that you might share some articles that aren't yours because you think they'd be valuable to me as your audience so you can spend about you know 20 percent of the time writing your own and 80 percent of the time it can be sharing other people's and you can mess around with that mix to see what feels good to you and what adds value to your clients but it doesn't have to just be you um, always writing always coming up with your own stuff which is helpful when we want to be coaching that we don't have to be spending
0: all of our time coming up with content So we want to be able to share and engage through social media. And Mel DePauli points out in episode 59, how we engage on social media posts actually impact the way that the platforms see us. And it impacts how our content is going to be seen and how others engage with us. And she would definitely know. Mel works with her clients to build brands worthy of going viral. And she talked to me about the importance of not just posting your own content, but how to actively engage in other people's content as well.
7: I think about it from this perspective. Commenting shows that you can think for yourself and that you're not what I call a me too brand. If you're a me too brand, why should I hire you over your competition? If you think for yourself, you'll have a comment that, go, that follows this formula. First part, you agree with something that the original poster has said. Acknowledge them in some way, shape, or form. So let's use a leadership top 10 article for sake of conversation. Let's say tip four, you love. You live your life by it. Your kids even know this tip. And they're so tired of you here, of hearing you say it. You love tip four. So you, the first part of your comment is, I love tip four. My kids even know this about me and they walk around the house and they pick on me for it constantly. So we've agreed with and we've acknowledged the original poster at this time. The second step is we respectfully disagree. Show that you can think for yourself. Tip seven, you can't stand. Every time you try this tip, it feels like your world is falling apart. You hate this tip. You don't understand this tip. So a comment that you can say here, which is the second part of your comment, is for me, tip seven, I has not been successful. I find that it makes a bigger mess out of life. Then the third part of your comment is you have two options. You can either, in addition to, so add something, you would add a tip 11, or you can ask a question because everything you do on social media is intended to either start a new conversation or to continue an existing conversation. And right now, as since we're commenting, we want to continue an existing conversation. So asking a question would be, have you heard of anyone else? having this experience with tip seven. Or to, in addition, you can say, I would also add tip 11 and then share what your tip 11 is. This tells the reader that, A, oh wow, the person actually read my article. (laughs) The validation and the excitement. And it offers different perspectives. Gives the original poster the opportunity to engage with you. It also gives other people who are commenting opportunities
4: to
0: engage with you. Now, I really enjoyed revisiting these episodes. They've span over a couple years, but I will tell you that as I reviewed these episodes from these social media experts, a few foundational pieces of messaging came up over and over again. And those are that we engage in social media as an extension of our true self. That we are authentic, that we are relational, that we share our voices, our faces, our perspectives, and our knowledge, but that we also listen and we engage with others and we learn about their perspective and their knowledge. And we learn and we grow and we bring and receive value. So I hope that this was helpful. I want to thank you for joining us today. If you did enjoy this summary episode on social media tips and strategies, there also are summary episodes if you haven't caught them yet on topics such as business building tips, on the coaching partnership. I know there's one on coaching wisdom, strengths coaching, to name just a few. I've got several summary episodes. So if you enjoyed this and you hadn't caught a summary episode yet, go to StarCoachShow.com and all the past episodes are available there, as well as wherever you listen to the podcast. As always, if you are getting value from the show, I would very much appreciate a rate and review so that other coaches can learn about the show. And certainly, please feel free to share with whoever you think might gain value from the show. So come back next week as we continue to explore strategies, tools, and resources for professional coaches. And until next week, this is Meg Renschler, wishing you the very best for your coaching success. Have a fantastic week.